Yoke. Brought this on yourself, Rick. See, I was willing to work with you. All you had to do was follow a few very simple rules. Now, well, now I see that you've got to go. Scorched earth, you dick. He's not home. Oh, holy shit. Everybody hold your fire, it's calm. The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. So sit back, relax, and join the herd. And the only thing we gotta do is kill every last one of them. And hell followed with him. And welcome to another episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Scott, and here with me, as always, is Mr. Gary. I'm not Gary, though. I'm Jerry. No, no. (laughs) You're Gary. If you were Jerry, I'm hanging up. (laughs) I'm hanging up, dude. (laughs) Bro, why would you hang up on me? I'm just, I'm just tubular, man. Your left eyebrow is like slightly elevated above your right, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just tan Gary being tan Gary. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <I don't> <laughs> it's actually the line is actually it's just tan Stewie being tan Stewie. Stewie. What are you doing? Just getting my bronze on, baby. 
Hey, what do you think of my recumbent tan pose? Yeah, legs probably spread a little wider than they ought to be, but who gives a damn? This is just Tan Stewie being Tan Stewie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that episode. So, uh, anyway, this is episode 209 of the podcast. But first, as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page. It's on Instagram, right? I wish. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's on stupid old Facebook. I wish. You know, but Adriana Palicki has images at Instagram, so how bad can it really be? <laughs> Makes it a little brighter. Yes. <laughs> It does. <laughs> you, can give us a, you can give us a call on your voicemail line at 561-501-1483 and let us know what's on your walking dead mind. Again, that's 561-501-1483. Well, without further ado, we're going to just launch right into it so I don't get distracted by Adriana Palicki. You know, it's <laughs> funny how easy that happens because I was listening, as I've mentioned before, I listened to this other podcast called The West Wing Weekly, which is a rewatch podcast for The West Wing. I didn't know, but Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. right, was a recurring character on The West Wing also. He played an FBI agent on the show. So they did the, the thing I like about The West Wing Weekly is that they do interviews with everybody on the cast. One of the guys on the podcast was on the, ca- uh, was on the cast of The West Wing from like the middle of season four to the end of the se- series. Joshua Molina, and the, so they interview just everybody on the cast, Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin, Martin Sheen, all of them, and then even the sort of guest stars that are recurring characters are just somebody who was on once, and so they were in, doing an interview with Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson, as I mentioned. Right. And of course, what am I thinking about the entire time Agent Coulson is on the interview? I'm thinking about the one season Adrian Palicki was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> And then I started thinking about the Orville, and then Rob Lowe, who was on the West Wing, who plays that blue alien that she had an affair with on the yeah. Orville. <laughs> anyway, so now on to the main event, a review of Season 9, Episode 12, The Key to My Insane Demise, is Adriana Palicki. <laughs> sure how I feel about the episode. It had a lot mm-hmm. of potential, but I'm not sure. I felt like there was a great payoff at the end. Even what happened at the very end, I don't know how much of a payoff that actually is. Unless you really like the Jadis character, which I'm not sure I do. <laughs> at least I found it interesting that she doesn't really talk like a drunk Jar Jar Binks. Or as Chris Hardwick says, that other way. So I would also... Add that it set up a few things that seem interesting at this point, so it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I don't know how you felt about it. It definitely did set up a lot of things. I think overall I I came to like it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Everything just could have been done a little bit better or more effectively, you know, to make it. Uh, the same things could have been done in a better way. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling now, <laughs> but. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just kind of fell flat. 
even though some of the stuff in it was really great and it set up some interesting things, just kind of fell a little flat again to well, me. I certainly agree that you were rambling. No, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing was... I think they did a lot of things in here that just weren't necessary because they're going to do these things, some of these things again later. And just like when they faked this out on killing Glenn, that it resulted that Glenn's death, plus being that they killed Abraham right there, Glenn's death wasn't as significant on the show as it was in the book. Yeah. The original story. And his death is a really important part of the story in the interaction between all of them and Negan. But then they faked this out on him, and then they... The fake-out death was more significant than the the actual one, I thought. Yeah. And the, the actual one wasn't as meaningful because they faked this out and because they killed Abraham. Yeah. Abraham would have been a much more meaningful death if they would have killed him off in the way they killed him off in the, in the book. Yeah, but instead they saved it to... Give more impact to the death of Glenn because they already wasted that by fake killing him. And it didn't didn't do either. It didn't accomplish either very well. No, it didn't. Instead, they killed off Denise, which, who doesn't die until later, in a very important and meaningful way as well. And they just took all of that away by doing it the way they did on TV. When you get explicit like they did with faking out Glenn and then Abraham and then all the other stuff that they do that I think they don't need to do because they're going to do it later anyway. Not only do they rob the audience of really meaningful and significant moments, but they're basically assuming that you won't be able to keep up with the plot unless they do things that are that explicit. Mm. Right? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, they kind of have to They beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I mean, subtle nuance I, I think is great. Yeah. I agree. And so a lot of what's in this episode are those things that I think many of which were not necessary because they're assuming you can't keep up with it and that they're going to minimize the effects of the actual events that were written in the story to do the same thing. Yeah, totally. That was a rather long-winded way to explain (laughs) that, I realize, but... uh, Anyway. No, but it was good because it it sets up the way it's been done successfully in other media and how it's not always done so well on The Walking Dead. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were doing fine. I mean, they've literally, I mean, they've lost like 10 million viewers a week. There's, it seems their ratings are settling in at around 6 million, between 6 and 7 million, and they're, they've been stuck there. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the answer to that is, or if I'm even, in the end, concerned with whether they find one. Because, I mean, yeah. we do the podcast, but as we mentioned, my general excitement level about the show has greatly diminished. And it's there's no one thing that has caused it. I mean, the violence doesn't bother me. That's in the book. But, anyway, I, I thought the entire Rick versus Negan segment became a little too convenient. Yeah. I think it would have been worked better if the showdown between the two of them would have been built up a little more until it finally happens in the final battle of the war like it does in the original story. Now, I'm not this is not a complaint about changing things from the story in the book. It's about what I've been saying. The final battle that they have, which we've done a comic recap on already, is very significant and important. 
and it builds up. They had a fight before that they didn't show that was related to uh, Rick going to get Carl when he thought Carl was at the sanctuary, and then he ends up they end up running into Negan in his caravan on the way to Alexandria because Negan's taking Carl back. Mm-hmm. And they get in a fight because Negan kind of makes a joke implying that they did something to Carl <laughs> to harm him, and then Rick kind of freaks out when all it was was that Negan had Carl take his bandage off his eye. And I remember yeah. the scene where he, he says, take that bandage off, and he goes, wow, that's really <laughs> disgusting. And he's yeah. like, Carl, can I touch the hole? I can see clear into your head. <laughs> Which they didn't do on TV, because I, no. I don't think that would have fit TV Negan. I think that that works for comic book Negan, but it doesn't. that wouldn't have worked with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because it's not really, I don't think that really fits that personality of no. the TV character. So. But the whole bond, the whole uh, admiration he had for Carl. Although Carl is, was significantly different. Yeah. You know, Carl might have still saved Sadiq, but he would have never got bit. It's funny because Chandler Riggs is making fun of that whole thing now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's like, dude, you literally got shot in the face <laughs> and lived, but you got taken down because you tripped over something and a walker bit you. What the hell is that? <laughs> he did put it on Twitter. That's funny. Yes. Charlie Sheen yeah. did that once and he got fired. <laughs> You know, having said that, all this, I, I won't deny that Rick going after Negan with a flaming Lucille was certainly somewhat satisfying, but uh, I'm not sure what this added to the story and that we wouldn't have gotten later anyway. We would have yeah. gotten this whole thing later anyway. You know, watching Negan has a sentimental attachment to the bat that goes far beyond just, you know, normality. I, I understand, although I haven't seen it, but Lucille was apparently the name of his wife. Yeah. They haven't, I don't think, mentioned They've it in the show. They've not mentioned but... it, and the point of the comic book I'm at, they haven't mentioned it either. But apparently he was a, not only was he a used car salesman before, <laughs> which I find hysterical, but he was, um, his wife's name was Lucille. This is why he named the bat that. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess. We'll... I mean, and it was cool seeing a flaming Lucille yeah. and making the flaming walkers and, yes. you know, some of that was cool, but. Like you said, we know there's going to be another... Yeah, and it's like they had one too many battles in season three with uh, in the beginning of season four at the prison. Yeah. And he attacks the prison twice. They dragged it out to, like, what, four times? Three or four times? I don't remember. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I don't know that the battle that they finally have will mean as much because they had this one. So, who knows? It probably won't. But moving, yeah. on, moving on, if I wasn't absolutely sure Negan was going to kill Simon, I might actually find Simon's little coup to be more interesting. But it's just not so much because we know Negan's going to kill him. If for nothing else, for blasting the fucking garbage on people and then lying about it. Yeah. Other than that, I enjoyed the interaction between Simon and Dwight. <laughs> but, you know, having said that, uh, I just... I find the way Simon expresses himself is beginning to grade on me. Yeah. Because like, they've taken the over-theatric soliloquies of Negan in the comic book, and they've given some of that to Simon. Like, oh, if you're, since you're not going to answer, I'll be extemporaneous. Bro, society just collapsed. You don't have to use language like that. 
No need to curse at me. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. He was he was really awesome, but now it's just starting to get like, annoying. Dude, you know, talk like you're stupid just for five minutes. Finally, on what I did like, <laughs> I enjoyed that little little thirty seconds of Jadis. I did not expect this and was thinking we had seen the last of her for a while because I'm convinced she's the alpha. Though I reserve the right to be wrong about that. Seems likely, though. Yeah. Because she'll probably go back to talking, as Chris Hardwick <laughs> says, that other way. <laughs> that other way. I'm interested to see how Negan negotiates his way out of whatever she has planned for him because you know he does. Because he exists in the future. But then Carl existed in the future, but apparently doesn't. Of course, next week we get to see Morgan having a fight with the ghost of Gavin. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. I thought it was zombie Gavin, but it wasn't. No, just a ghost. Okay, now uh, <laughs> on to what I didn't like as much. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> Georgie, Hilda, and Midge. First of all, I don't like those names, Hilda and Midge. Yeah. I'd be like, really? Your parents named you Hilda? They didn't <laughs> like you? And Midge? I hope that's a nickname. Georgie is probably her name. She's probably Georgiana or something. But I'm just like, when this happened, I'm like, really? Another mysterious <laughs> group? And oh, look, <laughs> she's got a book on how to build rudimentary industry. How convenient. <laughs> I mean, I like that Jane Atkinson was who they picked to play Georgie. If you're not familiar with her, she's been in, on 24, a couple of seasons of 24, and then she played a, a congressman and secretary of state on uh, House of Cards. Yeah. As well as a number of other number of other programs. So she's a veteran actress and very, very good. And I, I mean, I, I find the character interesting to a degree, but really not. So I... Uh, I don't think any of that was necessary, as it could just be assumed they figured out how to build all that stuff while Fear the Walking Dead was on. I'm one that likes to spend disbelief. While you're watching Madison mm. and her kids and Strand, Do you have to, though? yeah, I'm beginning to more frequently. I'm beginning to answer that question with a big no. <laughs> I don't have to watch it. I don't think any of it was necessary, and nor did I feel it was necessary to witness yet another pointless debate about human nature, such as the one that happened between Enid and Michonne. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yes, we need to take a chance on these people. Oh, no, you don't think we should. You think we should take their stuff and kick them out, and yeah, because we need to look after our own. No, but we know. <laughs> oh, I want to help this guy. I know we've got a doctor and a new friend. I'm like, would you all just shut the fuck up? <laughs> Either kill them or take their shit or let them go. You know in the end you're not going to kill her. You're going to cave and you're going to give her record albums and she's going to give you food and then they're going to be on their way. And maybe you'll see them again sometime. Have you read the, uh, was it the New World Order portion of the comics at all? There's a New that's World what it's called. Order portion of the comics? Maybe that was the wrong. Let me see. Um, I actually read something today, uh, Okay, I guess I lost that. Um, in some of the newer books, I guess there's a group called the Commonwealth. Are you familiar with them? No, and don't say anymore. Okay, 
Well, I guess the rumor is the rumor, right, can, whatever. This ahead. one person speculated go ahead, that. Go ahead and tell me. I can if you want to. It's go um. Ahead. I'll find out later. In the <laughs> okay. It's uh apparently there's this group of elitists that pop up later on uh... that are familiar that seem familiar to these people. You know, they dress well, they talk very smart without being uh overwordy like Negan can be and stuff like that. Um and uh kind of a more elite uh hence, polished hence, community. Hence your characterization of them as elitist. Yes. <laughs> uh exactly. Um but yeah, I guess the group is called the Commonwealth and um I didn't read into it to see if any of these people's names are from that group or anything like that. But Well, they don't pop up in the first six issues after All Out War, so... No. But you never know. They might be moving things around a bit. I don't know. Yeah, or they've, it could just be yet another group. They've done that. They've done that before. So, it might be. But that's, that explains some things, but, you know... Yeah. Anyway, I didn't need to see another debate on the nature of humanity... Because we've seen yeah. it, like, for eight years now. <laughs> like, all right, I get it. Just do something or not. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Just do it. Either kill them and take their shit, or take their shit and kick them out, or make a deal with them. Just do something so I don't have to listen to any of this crap. <laughs> you know, a Timeless is back on. I need to be going. So take care of that. I'm finding Jerry increasingly annoying with his perpetual positive attitude and his whole surfer dude thing. Give it to us, bruh. I get it, dude. <laughs> He's no Spicoli, Jerry. He's no Spicoli, Gary, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Gnarly. Yeah, this time, we saw him for, for what, 30 seconds? I was like, oh my god, go away. <laughs> Hit yourself in, in the head with the handle of your axe, please. I didn't you're have quite a, the uh, reaction you did, but I definitely found it annoying, too. You're even a useless character on Walking Dead No Man's Land with your axe that works the same way as a sword. <laughs> when Rick runs out of ammo in his rifle, he just throws the thing away. Why this is a problem after everything he's gone through to find all his weapons should be self-explanatory, Gary. <laughs> Plus, he was so obsessed with revenge, he didn't even warn the other lookouts so they could let uh, the hilltop know that they're coming. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. Finally, something I just <laughs> found to be a bit of a plot hole and consistency thing. Negan has a rubber glove on when he puts Lucille in the bucket of guts on his passenger seat. Ostensibly for sanitary reasons, he uses that hand to put the bat in the bucket and then what does he do immediately after that? He wipes his mouth with that glove hand. Yep. Hello? <laughs> That's like the support beams for Alexandria as well as being on the outside of the walls. Maybe he's going to turn into a zombie and uh, fight Rick. Yeah, no, he's not. No. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Spoiler alert, he's not. <laughs> spoiler. He's not. That's he's a big spoiler. Be, he's going to be working in the fields. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next time we see him, he'll just be tending to the hilltop. I guess. He's going to be a sorghum, a sour, a sorghum farmer. Yeah. So. Sorghum. Sorghum. That's like right. the, that's what they grow. Sorghum. I don't know what sorghum is exactly, but it says it's a genus of flowering plants in the grass family. <laughs> Whatever. 
I can't read that word. 17 of 25 species are native to Australia. Scary. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. One species, sorghum bicolor, native to Africa and many cultivated forms now, is an important crop worldwide used for food as as grain and in sorghum syrup and sorghum molasses, animal fodder, the production of alcoholic beverages, hey, (laughs) and biofuels. Most varieties are drought and heat tolerant and are especially important in arid regions where the grain is one of the staples for poor and rural people. All right, I've completely lost interest at this point. Well, I guess that makes sense because it seems like a very arid area where they're at. Sorghum is efficient in converting solar energy to chemical energy and also uses... I don't care. (laughs) It's no detropha, Gary. It's no detropha. No. You don't know what that is, do you? Nope. That is a plant that if you process the seed or the bean that comes with it, you can process it into diesel fuel. Oh. Yes. The Indians and the Chinese are really big into going jatropha. Huh. It can grow in very arid conditions with very little water. But its yield is a mixed bag because for the life of the plant... The first third, it doesn't produce that much. In the middle, it produces a lot. And then the last third, it kind of goes back down. Huh. Yes, done some research on this, I have. Yeah, sounds like it. Yes, I wrote a couple of articles for the financial website I used to write for on the possible uses of Jotropha in the context of uh, energy production. Alternative energy production, Gary. Did you find that you think it should be used more? I do. But it's difficult to to know how effective it could be given the amount of space you would need to grow it, and oh. it's not been perfected. It's still largely experimental because the yeah, it's still easier to refine petroleum products. But the Indians and the Chinese are really into it, and I know BP is doing work with it. But until they start running out of actual oil. <laughs> But you can process this stuff and make diesel fuel with it. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. So, yeah. Anyway, on that note, I have nothing else. You nor do I. Very good. And we shall now close. That's it for this week. Or as my notes say, that it for this week. <laughs> that it. That it, baby. That it. <laughs> Remember, leave comment and feedback. <laughs> By emailing at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by post a comment on Facebook page in Nouveau Russia, facebook.com forward slash The Walking Dead Podcast. And you give also a call on voicemail line (laughs) 561-501-1483. If want to, you do. Please call me wait. Yes, he wait, but not long forever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to be a nerd, a better time there never has been. <laughs> nerd! <laughs> E.K. E.K. <laughs> so, safe stay. <laughs> you are wherever. And back here, next episode, we see you. E.K. E.K. E.K.
right. I've got a bottle of vodka waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I already drank it before the show. <laughs> well, shit. I'm sorry. I was in a meeting. And I want to thank all of you for not being here today. And not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walkingdeadpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWDpodcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. <laughs>